runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 530, Solving Identity Using Azure Active Directory, with guest Joey Snow. Recorded Tuesday, March 21st, 2017. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell, and thanks for listening to Run As Radio. We're just coming up on our 10th year anniversary of Run As, and I've got a survey out. We put it out in the March newsletter where we are asking you what shows you like, what we could do better, and uh, what topics you want us to focus on. You can get to that survey by either finding the newsletter or subscribing to it, or uh, go on to any one of the shows in April, and you'll see a Take the Survey link there. And for every show in April, I'm drawing a Run As mug for somebody who's actually already contributed to the survey. And right now, that is going to be Greg. So, Greg, I'll fire you an email. You just got yourself a run-as mug. Thank you so much for answering the survey and apparently a fan of Jeff Snover and other terribly smart people like uh, Don Jones and Kim Tripp. So, I can get them back on the show for you for sure and enjoy the run-as mug. Uh, My guest today is Joey Snow, who's a senior program manager in the identity team at Microsoft, focusing on Azure Active Directory deployment for the IT professional. Previously, Joey worked as an IT pro evangelist, working with Windows Server, Windows Client, and Windows Azure, and also a fellow podcaster. How is Patch and Switch these days? Oh, you know, it's shenanigans as usual, Richard. (laughs) Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It was a gas being on Patch and Switch that day. We're going to have you back. We're going to have you back next time you're down in in the... I guess I guess it's not much different weather-wise no, no, from where you, you are. Know, but. I'm in the big gray. You're in the big gray. We, yes. both, we both had snow this year, which is a disaster. Of course. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Uh, well, you know, the problem is in this part in the Pacific Northwest, it snows in the morning and it rains in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And if it stops there, you're fine. But if you get a hard freeze overnight, that's when you get oh, those yeah. videos of cars sliding sideways down the street. And buses, mm-hmm. accordion buses, especially. Everything. Yeah, that's fun. Well, and and we live in a hilly part of the world, right? The mountains are all around us. There's three ski mountains in Vancouver you can take a local bus to. Yep. So it's uh, it's not easy when it goes bad like that. And this was a very tough, snowy year. It's It's been a tough winter. In fact, I'm actually, for the first time since I've moved to Seattle, which has been nearly 10 years, I'm actually getting away for spring break. I'm going to sunshine, <laughs> which yeah. is just odd for me because normally it doesn't phase me. It's no. just been it's been one of those years. But we're going to have you down and you're, you'll have to come join us in the new bunker. Oh, yeah. No, anytime, sir. And I, I mean, you were such a great evangelist. What got you over to the Azure Active Directory role? What What excites you there? Yeah, um, you know, it was, it, it's, it's kind of a rare thing at Microsoft to spend as much time as I did in a single role, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which I did as an evangelist nearly eight years. And what kind of drew me over to the identity space is it's probably no secret. Those people who know me and have heard me present at, you know, a tech ed or anything night uh, know that I, I am a big fan of, of Active Directory. You know, I basically built a career around the on-premises product. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a really demented person. That One of the things that I love to do is to troubleshoot replication issues. You really have a problem there. You know, There might be a cream for that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Or else some guys in nice guys in white jackets yeah, carry me know. away to that bouncy room. Yeah. But it was mostly because 
we haven't always had, and I don't know that there are some parts of the world that still don't have great connectivity, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I worked in an environment where we had a lot of, a lot of centers overseas and, uh, it was difficult getting replication to work properly when the tin cans and string were not taught. Yeah. And that caused issues. Uh, and of course, anybody who is an AD admin knows replication issues are evil. Yep. And I just kind of, I, I built a career around that. And so when the opportunity came up to, Kind of moved toward the cloud space in, you know, I did this in my role as an evangelist. I was, you know, one of the first folks talking about IT professionals and how Azure affects them. This is before we even had virtual machines. This is when we were just doing the compute aspect of it. And, you know, obviously then moving it with virtual machines and so on and so forth. It, it just kind of seemed like a, a good fit for me. I could get back in. Mm-hmm. I could work with some really talented uh, engineering folks. I'm in the engineering org. That was also one of those, you know, kind of carrots get over where the product is built. And it just seemed like it was kind of a, all the things, all the cards fell in the right time, right, right place. And it's a good thing for me to be in. And probably the most appealing thing apart from it being 80, which is a space that I love is this product is so customer driven and customer centric. Mm-hmm. And that's the org I work in. I work in our customer experience team, which we're, we're literally designed to go out and speak to our customers and figure out how do we unblock them? How do we make their experience better? That's super appealing to me. That's one of my favorite things is being uh, an evangelist. And you see that the folks that are using Azure Active Directory, they have AD on-prem and they're trying to get to that hybrid cloud world. Is this sort of an essential ingredient? So there's there's kind of two ways to go about doing it. You, mm-hmm. A lot of folks don't realize there are some businesses coming out now and it's not just in the startup space. There are businesses that are making a decision to go cloud only. Right. And, you know, obviously Azure Active Directory plays in that space as well. But mm-hmm. yes, that hybrid scenario is something that, that we see all the time. Sure. Most most people are leveraging Azure Active Directory as in relationship to Office 365. Right. We then add on to that. So I focus primarily on some of our premium offerings around single sign-on, multi-factor authentication, the ability to have SaaS applications and to do account creation and single sign-on to those SaaS applications. And some of the other more premium features, that's what I tend to focus in on. So yeah, so we do see a lot of that hybrid, you know, kind of extending out, making that jump, you know, giving users the ability to have access to applications that are on-premises without having to go and do crazy port openings and VPNs and, and, and things like that. So it, it really kind of is that next step, that next mm-hmm. logical step in that extension of kind of expanding out. Really separating and blurring the lines is businesses have today a workspace is wherever you can get online almost right and you don't have this barrier of the network as being kind of that gateway or that doorway which is what we had back in prehistoric it days right (laughs) 10 years ago (laughs) yeah workstations having to log in through a vpn to a to your local uh data center wherever that may be and try to make all that work it's essentially where's the door yeah right Where's that gateway? And how small is that door? It's really identity at this point now. Right. In, in today's world. You'll hear Alex Simons, who's one of our bosses, talk about that all the time. You know, how important the identity is and that that's kind of that entry point there. What was the, what was the line? Identity is the new firewall? I don't want to call it. I, I, I and, and this is horrible of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember the actual quote. Right. Um, I probably should just go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, just kind of that that's that new entry point right it's that new that new barrier yeah no kidding and i I feel like the whole oauth sign in with your with your facebook credentials or twitter credentials has kind of fallen away i don't think people are happy with that solution either here's the interesting thing it's an option Mm -hmm. and but it's probably more of an option 
from a personal perspective versus that business perspective. So more B to C rather than, than, than employee to employer. Correct. Correct. Though we do have a B to C offering that's coming out mm-hmm. and that, that we're working on, but I don't necessarily, I didn't ever really see that even in the, the, the days of, of, of Azure as we were starting to do some of that and extending authentication into Facebook. You didn't see so much of that into the enterprise space. Right. Yeah. And I know that's where, you know, Facebook wanted to go. It's just, mm-hmm. we just, I just didn't see a lot of developers building in that, in, into that space. And Active Directory being something that administrators know and understand is just kind of a natural extension to kind of make that next step. Right. Yeah. And, and, and move that up into the cloud. So it seems to me that the sort of classic scenario then is I want to offload some of these maybe internal applications that are running on-prem right now up to Azure. But I, I don't want the user to even be able to tell. that. So it's same credentials, just do what yep. you've always done. Heck, probably even the same domain name, maybe a different prefix. Stuff just works in the cloud with all the same credentials. And I'll take it one step further. Hmm. IT administrators don't want to provision those accounts either. Right. They want it to happen automatically. Right. They want that provisioning to take part of normal user account creation or through the action of a user needs this application. They follow an approval workflow and then they're granted access to those applications. So, you know, drop boxes of the world and, and, right. and, and those types of things where it's I've signed up and, and now I have access to this application. My you know, companies being charged for it, or it's part of the allocation or whatever it is, but I'm still using the same identification, the same ID. And it, it's all just it's all just happening. And where we as IT administrators are not having to manage that process, that's that's a huge gain for us. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, if I'm if I my company uses Salesforce, I don't want to have to manage users over on Salesforce separate from everything else we're doing. No, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And that I I can't tell you how many I mean how many spreadsheets have we had in our history of how many app with how many tabs of applications and how many <laughs> users that eventually we quit recording when we create a user in that system and next thing you know it grows and grows and grows yeah. or you have the other aspect which is the the aspect of you know quote shadow IT right yeah which is hey IT is a blocker to me or I just didn't think it mattered for me to go to IT and say, yeah. hey, I want to use this application. I just plopped my credit card down and there it is. Yeah, and I'm expensing it back to the company separately. You're just unaware that it's happening. Exactly. And you've got this, you know, potential, you know, you've got data moving in and out of your environment, mm-hmm. things that you may not even be aware of. It's just, it's just another, it's just another way of just kind of, I don't want to call it control because it's not, because it's actually more, it's actually enabling more freedom. Right. More enablement. With IT visibility. Yeah. And I think that's really what the important piece is. Well, and I also like the idea that when someone leaves, you don't have to delete that account or anything like that. Your process of a normal exit turns off access to those accounts. It's it's less of a struggle to make sure that, that someone's actually properly exited. That, that's right. That's right. Because through the, the, the account provisioning and deprovisioning process, mm-hmm. it's already tied into some of these applications. And the other thing, too, is we don't want to make it really difficult for you to set up that process. The onboarding. That's correct. Yeah. Is that we work with a lot of these third-party vendors to create 
essentially it's it's a marketplace that yeah. you can actually go out and click i want to do this and then you fill out a few pieces of information as to how to properly pass the information and how you want that provisioning deprovisioning etc cetera, etc cetera, to occur in your environment and then you just kind of click next next finish and it's there right and we work very closely with these vendors to have that deployment guidance that documentation that's there and available and that's just one aspect those SaaS applications just one aspect of what we do in our world i mean a lot of us are using office 365 and it's one of the great things you get from it but it's really interesting to think of it in the context even without office 365 to say hey mm-hmm. here's a place to manage all of those credentials for all these services you use in all these different places and then be able to dole them out to the users properly well let's look at let's look at some of the even you know more simplistic view of dealing with accounts account lockout password management you know, I, I think there is a there's a number that's been bouncing around and uh, of seventy five dollars per user per right. account password change is about the cost of what it costs an average help desk type environment in terms of lost time and you know the the the, the other worker on the other end who's resetting a password whether it be an mm-hmm. IT admin or a help desk admin whatever that is and to turn that around and give the users the ability to go to a portal and to change their password or unlock their account and then have that written back to an on-premises directory, it's huge. Yeah. And and just that savings alone, and then you add in the other piece of how do we ensure that our identities are secure? Right. And that goes into things like leveraging multi-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've read, it's, it pops up in my Twitter feed at least once a day where, you know, hey, if you're not doing multi-factor authentication for this, that, and the other, do it because there's been another hack or there's been another thing that's occurred. This is also just sound practice. Yeah, sure. And you've got that. And then, the other really, really cool thing about the world that I live in is that not only do we run Azure Active Directory and, and Active Directory, we run Microsoft accounts. So the same engineering team sits within our organization that runs your live IDs, your Hotmails, right, Xbox, so Microsoft accounts. And you can only imagine the amount of information that we get in terms of attacks and things that are happening on that surface. I bet. And we turn that into a product that we make available with our advanced identity protection where we can actually tell you, hey, look, your this username password combination is it's at risk because it's been found in some password dump there. Or we know that you logged into this system in Seattle 10 minutes ago. There's no way that you can be in, say, you know, London 10 right. minutes later. It's yeah. just that that doesn't work. And we want to flag that. And you can do something simple as send an MFA request to let the person who we know is the known good one identify themselves mm-hmm. and we block the bad person, right? And you're just picking that up for me. I don't have to think about that. Other That's than, right. Other than requiring MFA for all of my users. Right. Yeah, And, you know, you can do, you can gather a lot of information when you run these big mega services for, mm-hmm. for identity. And you just turn that into the learnings and you just build a product around that to protect enterprises and small businesses alike to protect a company and their identity, right? It's pretty cool to know you know, a system has figured out that I'm logged in from Seattle and now I'm in London, but it's not physically possible for me to have have transported myself in like 10 minutes. Yeah, you probably didn't actually do that. There's something going on there. Hey, alert the administrator. Yeah, alert the administrator. And let's ask this guy a question. Hey, could you just uh, give me that code off your phone, please? Right. Or, you know, use the app and give me your thumbprint or whatever it is, right? Say yes to a, a prompt if we call you. It's that kind of thing just to validate it. Or, hey, you know, your password's compromised. We're just going to have, we're going to send you a request, validate that you are who you say you are, and then reset your password. And change your password. Yeah, get that done. And and it's all happening behind the scenes. And of course, we could, you know, we have the reporting to show the administrators what's happening. Sure. So that, you know, an administrator understands what's going on. But just to be able to do that and to to really be able to allow IT administrators to have their users 
do this process without having to engage IT, mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty big deal. So you're looking at the security aspect of it. You're looking at easing the workload on IT pros. I did the job. I've done everything from working at a on a help desk up into IT management. Yep. So I understand where that pain is and the ability to do these things very simply through just putting in a, a set of rules and criteria that we allow you to, to choose from because we have the knowledge we have from running our systems. We know this stuff. So that's kind of where, you know, that, that excitement is, is it's like, I'm going to give, and, and I just thought of Alex's quote here. It says, identity is the new control plane. So right. I should know that. So now I'm not going to get fired, which is a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> Joey, give me one second here to pay the bills because this episode of Run As is brought to you by IT Edge Intersection. IT is transforming and the techniques and tools you've used in the past decade or more are less relevant. It's all changing. Cloud services are a reality. Automation is penetrating all aspects of operations and software is being delivered faster than ever. It's no longer a safe bet for you to just sit and do what you've been doing but there's no reason to panic. The experts at IT Edge Intersection are here to help you understand how to use these new technologies, new approaches, and new techniques, all with a real-world focus that acknowledges the realities that you deal with every day. Make your job easier and up your value to your organization by attending IT Edge Intersection in Orlando, May 21st to 24th. Use the code RUNAS to get a discount on your registration at itedgeintersection.com, and I'll see you there. Active Directory Federation Services. Do I need this? Is this part of getting on to Azure AD anymore? Boy, I'm going to go Wes Miller on you and say, it depends. <laughs> 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 I mean, we're, we're moving. The, the reality is, is we want, obviously, Federation can has been very valuable uh, in the past, but there's technology now that is enabling us to move beyond that. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, full disclosure, it's not my specialty area, right? but again, it's, it kind of depends the scenario we're, we're, it's like trying to go to V next. That's really where we're at. Right. Well, and, and always the debate is how much, how is my active directory being exposed when I connect this thing to the cloud? Right. I think that's where people's fear lies. I know we could set pretty tight rules around it. It's just, you have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it has to do with, you know, it's an agent-based communication and mm-hmm. you're controlling the ports as to what's being transferred. And then, of course, you can get into the, you know, well, are we going to you know do synchronization or are we going to do password hashing, what, right. whatever else it is. It's, it's just you're, you're controlling that point of access into the cloud and the information that's flowing, right? right? We're not going to take that away. You make the decision as to the attributes that you're synchronizing when you're synchronizing. Right. So if we're only going to play the hash game, then the speed of the app in the cloud is dependent on the time it takes to get authentication back on-prem. If we're going to do sync, then we have a little more flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, again, I don't think it's an either or. A lot of times it's both. Right. It's just, it's making the right decision based on the application or based on the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To how things are done. It's like, do I need an on-premises directory versus do I just do everything cloud only? Well, again, the answer is it depends. Right. Where is it? What is it that you're trying to do? We don't have traditional quote group policies as it relates to you know group policies and managing machines as we do on-premises inside of AD with cloud-based stuff. But there are some ways to get around that by leveraging tools like Intune and other things in the EMS suite and using things like conditional access and other types of policies that you can leverage there. But it doesn't directly translate an on-premises directory right. into the cloud. It, and it's kind of a understand where the differences are when you use them. What are the best approaches to take and and, and how you do things? If you are doing something like Active Directory Federation and you're doing ADFS, then you and you have a license for Azure Active Directory Premium. Turn on AD Connect Health. 
It gives you a report. It shows you errors in Federation before they show up in end user tickets, right? They're very simplistic things you can do. If you're doing Azure Active Directory Connect and synchronizing and you've got one of those mails that comes in that says, hey, you've got synchronization errors. You've got a license for premium. Right. Turn on Connect Health, view that report, because the report that we have inside of Connect Health is going to give you the information to solve the problem a lot quicker than trying to dig back through the logs and find the things that were in the email. Right. So there's a lot of really good value to leveraging some of these other services. It's just really hard for me. And, and I understand it's a confusing world that you're in because it's not like, the world of of NT351, NT4 to Windows 2000, where we started with the concept of domains and then we moved into this Active Directory right. thing and it completely changed that world. It's kind of right now, it's like, look, there's room for everything there and a good sure. administrator will know and understand when they use what. Well, and because the other scenario here is I use the cloud as a, and as a WAN extension. I literally set up a VM with a copy of AD in it. Is that ever a good idea? Because it worries me that I would that people would do that. I mean, again, there there are scenarios where folks will want to have domain controllers running in the cloud, and hmm. they set up VPN connections into cloud services right. for the sake of that. And they're managing that as if it's an extension of their own network. I mean, the reality today is point-to-point T1s pretty much don't exist in a lot of North America. Yeah. You're essentially using the internet in the same way, shape, or form that you would be doing this type of work. Oh, sure. Where you're setting up secure tunnels from one place to another. And that's how typically things are done. And the only difference when you pay for an MPLS line is that somebody else is monitoring and configuring your security for you. It's still traveling over the internet, kids. You know, all the wires are the same. It's just who owns what problem. Right. And, you know, what are you exposing? How are you exposing Mm -hmm. it? You're making a decision why am I exposed? Why do I have the need to do it? I mean, it's kind of funny. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and it's, you, you, you have to weigh the pros and cons of things and where your data is exposed and control that. And, and just like any other data, we've not yet reached the point of, say, like Active Directory and schema extensions, right? We're like, don't ever touch the schema. It'll end everything. And then we kind of <laughs> eased back on that. You know, there's, there are legit reasons to have firewalls outside, uh, to, to, sorry, to have DCs or read only domain controllers yeah. outside of firewall boundaries in DMZs and uh, running in the cloud. But those are decisions and there are trade offs that you have to make. You can't in this world uh, uh, and, and and with all the different permutations of things take a rubber stamp and go this is the preferred method for x y or z i'm pretty sure yoda said only a sith speaks in absolutes <laughs> was that yoda or you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's i mean richard it's I wish there was a very concrete answer, but, yeah. you know. But it, it does depend. But, it I mean, I like the idea of Azure AD because it does give me all these new features about managing uh, the other th- third party as well as other Microsoft products with a common set of identities. Uh, it's just a question of what does it take for me to make an existing app work with it? And how is it going to look for credentials? That kind of thing. Well, and throwing the, I mean, one of the things that, you know, we try to encourage is folks talk to your application vendors and sure. have them work with us to get that app put out there. Yeah. So that you're not having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you need to, we'll obviously have the ability to do that and, and give you the information necessary to uh, how do you set those up. But we prefer just to work with those application vendors. Right. But even more importantly, Richard, one of the coolest things is, is our identity protection that we do. Yeah. Right. And privileged identity management. I mean, 
this is something super simple that folks can set up. And again, it does require 80 premium, but the ability for me to, um, to essentially do just in time elevation of my account to administrative activities mm-hmm. for a defined period of time and then pull me back to a normal user. That's a big thing. It's very powerful. I, I am, I am so guilty of this. I can't tell you how many presentations I stood in front of IT pros and went, never log in as admin, right? Yeah. And of course, what was my account? A domain admin. There's <laughs> <laughs> no hypocrisy. It, I don't know what you're talking about. Not as I do. <laughs> yes. And, and, but nowadays, I mean, it's amazing. We see reports of accounts that have been compromised that, you know, they could potentially have administrative sure. privileges. Inside of an environment. I can't tell you how many shows I've done in the past year or so where we've talked about the exploits are aimed at the admins now, not at the users. Because we've locked the users down pretty well, but the admins are still running around with super user accounts all of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And the ability to, hey, look, let's set up a process where we've got a defined process and it's noted when somebody elevates and who elevated and who approved it and for how long. And that way you can track when things are done. I mean, we see it all the time where it's something, it could be something as a simple little outage that was caused by somebody accidentally rebooting a server instead of logging off. Right. It happens. We've seen it. Easy to do. Now you've got the ability to track who had the credentials to do it because your admins aren't always running elevated all the time. Right. And yeah, I mean, I'm as guilty as anybody. I was one of those guys. I had a separate account, but I rarely used it because mm-hmm. it was just easier for me just to run as domain admin. You only run into one privilege problem while you're trying to build something where you just flip over to the admin account because you're busy and you want to finish this thing. And then you never go back. That's right. Never, ever. And, you know, it's you kind of like breaking the habit of RDPing into servers. Yeah. Versus using remote administration tools, right? Mm-hmm. You just, you're in a habit of, I'm just going to go to the server and do it versus loading this tool to do it. Yeah. And again, more and more, as you mentioned it yourself, more and more of the attacks are aimed at the admin. That's what they want. Yep. They use user accounts to get in the door and then they try to find the admin. Yeah. And then once they get it, they own you. Yeah. It happens <laughs> fast at that point because it, it does. It's well, amazing. I was just watching some of the, uh, there was a, a big hacker kind of white hat event that just went on i was watching some of the stuff i don't understand at all mm-hmm. but it's just amazing how they, somebody was able to bounce from a guest vm out to the host os and then own it and i was like holy crap did you just do that did i just yeah. see that happen it's terrifying yeah, did you really? use this thing and this bug and this exploit and this that that are all out there and it's like wow that's just crazy yeah and i'm i'm now admin and, it, and the funny part is because we're not using this sort of just enough administration all admin accounts are all powerful mm-hmm we've got to start dialing down admin accounts for specific purposes. So if they break one, they don't get the whole system. Yeah. And really kind of just defining where you've got access, who has access at what times yeah. and being able to manage it, because that's what's going to happen when something ends up, you know, if something were to end up happening is that you got to tra- track it back and figure out what was exposed, what wasn't exposed. Yeah. You just have to protect it as much as you can. Right. So right. it's that again, the network boundary is it's so blurred now. It's yeah. not just a matter of getting to my, you know, bouncing from something into CorpNet. The network really isn't a boundary anymore because our users are demanding it not be. Right. It's, we want to be able to move around those things entirely and i think it sort of advocates for your identity protection that when these kinds of exploits show up you see it first across all of your customers so you can respond to it pretty quickly more quickly than any individual company could right and the you know and even better is that i'm able to respond we're able to respond to it and, and stop it without i even necessarily needing an admin's interaction right 
Yeah, it, we, you've already dealt with it. You know, pulling somebody out of bed because we saw something abnormal. It's just like, hey, let's just, you've deployed MFA. Hey, or let's just validate that you've got, you know, the right stuff. Right. And, and maybe just put our thumb down on that. That's right. You've got, you've got your phone. Oh, we know you're the, okay, you're the good guy. This is the bad actor. We're going to block the bad actor yeah. and notify you. Hey, look, a uh, bad actor over here. This, this is, you know, at risk. And right. And then you can go back and you can do your, you know, forensics and some of the, that stuff and just try to figure out, is it, is it a big deal? Is there, you know, is there something bigger happening here? Is it just, you know, something got lucky guess? Is it, you know, was it in a password dump that came right. from, you know, somebody else's breach? You know, true enough. I did a show a little while back with uh, Paula Janowski. You know, she's the pen tester. Never let that lady near your machine. Whenever I am in a facility where Paula is located, I don't even get my computer out. Yeah, just leave it off. It's your only chance. Yeah, I just leave it off. No, I love Paula. She's fantastic. She's amazing. But she's always the thing she said was, you're going to get penetrated. It's what happens next that matters. It's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's not to sound all doom and gloom, right? Yeah. It's, it's really not. It's just the, the reality of things and you're just trying to reduce the risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually manage it so that it's not, it's not. And the keys to the, the, the palace were stolen. You know, the, all the crown jewels are gone. It's, we got penetrated. Here's the, what was exposed. Here's what wasn't exposed. The door has been locked again and, uh, we'll, we'll get them next time. And, you know, we put this dragon in front of it in the moat yeah. and, you know, to try to protect it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And then it's, you know, there's the other aspect of things is how do we enable administrators to start focusing on some of those things versus the mundane? You know, I always talk about when I'm in meetings and talking with folks is, you know, the reality of an IT pro is they want something that'll either make their phone quit ringing. Something to help their career, to help them grow, right? Get the next raise because it's always a tough conversation going in and saying, you know, well, we had 98.9% uptime and the boss goes, well, what happened to the other 1%, right? No raise, <laughs> you're out the door, right? And then the the third thing is, can I, can I go home early? Yeah. Like, and by early, I mean before 8 p.m., yeah. right? Make it, make it home for the kids recital or, you know, to, to tuck them into bed or go to the baseball game or go out to the bar, whatever that is. Those are the things that, you know, when you're living the life of an IT admin, those are things that you really care about. And so how can we offer that while still offering that same level of security, consciousness, and awareness? Those are the things that that's, that's why I love doing what I get to do. And I get to hear all sorts of cool scenarios and stories from all types of various customers, big and small. And, you know, I'm primarily responsible for a lot of our deployment guidance and, you know, helping get really good quality deployment documentation out there. So I spend a lot of time getting feedback from customers on this stuff. It's like, hey, can you walk soup to nuts and top to bottom through this document and come out the other? end with this configured without having a ton of questions on the other side of it yeah for sure yes it's got to be more straightforward well joey so much fun to talk to you Uh, where can we see you next of course we are uh, every fortnight so by is it it bi-weekly is it is that the right term fortnight i think i like fortnight best every other week uh (laughs) you can find us on fridays 9 a.m on the pacific time zone uh patch and switch.com mm-hmm and then, of course, uh, it looks like I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. for Inspire. Oh, nice. So I should be bumping around there and then uh, planning on being at, at Microsoft Ignite. And who knows, I may make it over to Orlando for this little event you've got going on in May. We're, we're still working on it. Yeah, I hope I can get you over there for, for, uh, for uh, IT Edge Intersection. And then uh, Ignite, obviously, is going to be uh, a heck of a show. I presume Patch and Switch will be recording there. Well, we're going to, you know, we, it's, it's early yet. 
It's yeah. early yet. We we have to look and see. We we did just spend uh, our audio guys dollar three eighty on somebody to help us with social media. <laughs> so we may not have the budget. Yeah, you know, because I think we only had a dollar three eighty total budget for the year. <laughs> That's Canadian, by the way. Yes. So it's a little bit less it, than that. Yeah, exactly. But no, uh, we're we're going to do our best, and of course, yeah, you know, it's ignite. But worst case is you'll see us bumping around it's there. It's the big show. You'll be there wearing your identity hat at a minimum. At at a minimum. Yeah, yeah. For sure. but yeah, of course, patch and switch. You can't keep us away. No, that's, of course not. That's kind of been <laughs> yeah. It's it's our it's our favorite event of All the right. year, and you know we try to do everything we can to be there. And of course, I do lots of customer visits, so I'm kind of on the road quite frequently. So here and there. Well, I'll try and get down there one of these Fridays and be part of your crazy show. We would love to have you. Uh, it'll be fun. Joey Snow, thank you so much for coming on Run As. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you next week on Run As Radio. 